With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, both. When Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bo and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings. Just on. Next, you know, they can feel like bathing suits. What day, you know, what <laughs> Finish it up. Sometimes you gotta take them off. What the hell? What they show is is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So, <laughs> hello everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends Thursday afternoon, following the Eagles' hottest and longest practice of the summer thus far. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here to talk about it all. Marissa, looks like you are uh, you are back home. How you doing? I'm doing great. Um. And I have to start the show with this because it was just so awesome. My mom was at the Jersey Shore yesterday <laughs> and she was walking down to the water and she GTL. says, she says, oh, that guy has a Birds with Friends shirt on. So she went up and said, hi, do you listen to Birds with Friends? I'm the producer's mom. <laughs> <laughs> or I, my daughter produces the show, something along those lines. So she was very excited to meet a loyal listener down at the Jersey Shore um, and then and the guy was like, Marissa? <laughs> yes, he told her congratulations yeah. on the wedding. Nice. So, yes, very awesome. Shout out to uh, Brad, I believe. Brian. Brian Baker. So, really awesome. Yeah. Lo- love the That's love the D-pop community getting to meet my mom. At the I mean, team, seeing, so. it, yeah, seeing, it, seeing a Birds with Friends shirt in the wild is, is really a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> yep, wild. exactly. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Zach, how are you doing? How many showers deep are we today? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm excited for this podcast. Uh, second, sh- I've had two showers the morning and when I got back from practice and I do want to apologize. Uh, I, I feel it is important to A do it in front of our audience here. And, uh, because it was rude the last episode when you were making a point, I, I listened back and I understand that the, the trade occurred, uh, and I got text messages. Nonetheless, <laughs> um, I no, it's, it's, it's rude to be talking to somebody, you know, have you ever been at a bar? And someone's in conversation and like someone else is looking over, like they're looking over your shoulder because someone more important they think is behind you. Well, yes. uh, the, the Phillies text there that I, the I didn't take it as more is, important. It was just, no, funny. I agree. But the, the bottom line is you deserved my attention. And well, I'm that's okay. That. Yeah, no, I, I think I, you were like, you know, looking ahead to the bigger trade later that day. I think you were like, <laughs> knew something was coming. It was, you know. No, I literally, I, I, I got worried the Eagles did something. That That's I, exactly I, what happened. I don't, I don't, I don't think it was uh, anything that you need to apologize for, but it was very funny that you said, I know you were talking about Devontae Smith. <laughs> Devontae Smith, I was Smith not yeah. Talking about Devontae. Yeah, when I listened back to the show, I was like, that's, that's not good. Uh, but anyway. Did you then think that when you re-listened, did you think that it was a trenchant point that I made, that it was really, you know, in-depth analysis that you missed out on? I thought it was a good point that you made. As I said, you, you observe practice well, right? Was, That's me. And and yeah, Hertz the practice and, observer and the takesman. Hertz and AJ Brown are important uh, parts of this team, right? So that was a good point. That was a worthy discussion. That's Anyways, right. there was a big practice today, longest one of the summer, hottest one of the summer. So a lot to discuss today. A little quackdis report mm-hmm. uh, that we will get to. I, I guess we could also spend some time uh, if there's anything we need to say about the the Jason Kelsey story that is up. Uh, on the An website. incredible story. You guys did such a good job. Shout out to both of you. Major and it's, flex. Nice it's not say. false modesty. To obviously, say. Like, obviously like Bo, on your radar as an offensive line yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. Bo was the anchor for that story. That that was that was um, a big chunk of it. Well, we, we must be getting some negative comments well. if you're gonna you're gonna keep playing that card. You know, they would distance no. <laughs> yourself from the story. I'm not. Di- no, trust me. I I I want to take more credit for that story. 
right? I, I mean, and uh, from reader response, from the comments, it's it's gone over as well as I expected. Well, I think uh, we can talk about it now before we get to the Quackus report. I think one of the fun things about it was uh, like just getting these guys uh, to talk. And mm -hmm. I think it's it's a, a testament to Kelsey how like excited <clears throat> and how willing and eager they were to talk about him. The the best example of that to me was was Halapula Vati Vaitai, who, you know, we were in the locker room with for, for three or four years and, you know, a very nice guy, a bit of a gentle giant, but not the most uh, verbose locker room interview. And I get him on the I get him on the phone to talk about Jason Kelsey. And he's he's honking for like 15 minutes uninterrupted. I ask one question and he goes on this soliloquy, like pouring his heart out about about this guy. So I thought that was that was kind of fun. On the phone, did you call him Halapulavati or did you call him Big V? I have, I of course, said Halapulavati. Halapulavati. That's the lesson I learned from you, and I, uh, I, I take that and move forward with it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. No. So I, I had a similar uh, reaction to that story. What, what, what jumped out to me is, is that, like, who he is when you hear him talk is who he is at all at all times. Like you, you hear him sometimes be angry. You hear him sometimes. Um, like be, be really into the game. You hear him sometimes like defend his teammates, be a, a loyal teammate. And uh, the, the quote that we had at the top of the section, which he said last year, where he, he said like the, the locker room and the cafeteria are the reasons why he, he keeps playing. All the stuff um, in the first section about how smart he is as a player. Uh, like I, I thought we did a really good job hammering that home and, you know, the example of Vata that uh, Vitae gave about the blitz in the, in the Giants game, that's, that's great examples. But but the the behind, like the behind the scenes, the parts that we don't see um, about the type of teammate that he is, like the type of friend he is, and Marissa can attest to this. Like these guys spend so much time with each other. Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey, who have been teammates together since 2013, just imagine like the amount of, meetings they've sat in, you know, times in the locker room they sat together. And the O-line, all our, I, I assume most of our listeners have never been in the Eagles locker room. The O-line is together in the back corner of the locker room. It's just a row of, of, of offensive linemen. Outside of three Chip Kelly years, when Chip Kelly had the, the, the whole team scattered, the offensive line has been together. So those guys are with each other 12 hours a day often. It's kind of a good example of like a just a dumb thing that Chip did just to do something. Like you don't need to no, split I, up the offensive lineman. Let's I like it because you know, an offensive lineman can be next to a wide I like the idea of it, but like a, for a position yeah. like that, it makes sense. Like let's yeah. let's let's keep these guys together. Um yeah, we don't need to keep talking about it and keep gazzing ourselves up and I don't wanna make too much of it, but uh, yeah, it was a fun story to do. Um and and I I just want to say this too. There oh, I meant a, to say to your point. Sorry, to what you were just saying. Like who he is 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 who he is. Uh, I think that's you know it's the same thing that like Zach Ertz talked about. Like what resonates with Philadelphia is just being your authentic self. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that that plays out for him as well. Sorry, go ahead. So there was a a comment, and I actually saw a few comments like this uh, when we posted the story on Twitter. Where people were were saying, "Oh, I I want to read this, but I, you know, it costs money." Um, we always ask you to subscribe, but I can say if if you just click on the link and you don't subscribe, you can subscribe today for one dollar a month. Uh, I think I, I personally think I, I would never tell someone how to spend their money. I didn't even know I, we had that deal. But I think that's a a good way to uh, you know for one dollar to read that story, and then I promise you thereafter we will give you your money's worth every month. If it's a dollar, well, even if it's more than a dollar, I, I, my, I have, I, I like our content and across the board, like I, I think the athletic is a terrific product for our customers. I agree, but I mean, you know, as far as what we can promise, I mean, we can, I think we can deliver a dollar, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, definitely, you guys do great work. Uh, okay, all right, let's talk. <laughs> let's 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 get into the uh, the Quackus report here, Zach, and um, I think. Well, I think I, I think we should do a uh, just a, a news update. We don't have to have to do. Oh, the song, okay. Well, before we but... get to the Quackers report, why don't we? Uh, wait, wait. Okay, it's a, um, that's right. I'm sorry. We've got uh, we, we we have to send it over now. We have breaking news from the Novacare complex uh, via the Philadelphia suburbs. We send it now to Zach Berman, the Stone Cold Newsman. So. 
some notable injuries at the NovaCare Complex today. Left tackles, Jordan Mailata and Andre Dillard, both out of practice with concussions. The, the concussions were sustained during Tuesday's practice. Also, Devontae Smith out with a groin injury. Nick Sirianni says the Eagles know how important Smith is to the organization and are being cautious with him. Uh, Mac McCain with a knee injury, Greg Ward with a toe injury, and Grant Calcaterra with a hamstring injury. Those injuries we knew about. Those players continue to be sidelined. Uh, Zach Paschal practiced today on a limited basis. Good seeing number three out there, of course, as we have covered probably more in depth than uh, we needed. Uh, he had an illness. Uh, he had food poisoning, and that sidelined him for a week. And then I think the biggest news in football yesterday, the news that, that stunned the football world that had everyone talking, all the national shows discussing this, Richard Rodgers passed his physical, activated off the PUP list, and back in an Eagles uniform, eligible to practice. So Richard Rodgers out there uh, for the Eagles. Back if, to you. Uh, at the I actually don't think that he was out there today. He wasn't practicing, right? No, but he was eligible to practice. Yeah. No, I I, I believe he was out there. I, I don't think he was practicing, but he was out there. He was yeah, with I mean, he yeah. was. He, he wasn't was out sweating, on the side. But yeah, yeah. He wasn't practicing. Big stuff, Dick Rod. You think he's going to make the team? Oh, I don't think he's going to make the 53. I think he's going to be on the practice squad and they can activate him if they need to. I can't imagine they guarantee that salary, right? Neither can I, but you know, where there's a where there's a Dick Rod, there's a way. And and the tight end position uh, you know, with with Calcaterra back, I, I think they probably like uh, uh, the Dallas Goddard Jack stole and Grant Calcaterra. It was nice talking to Jack Stoll today. Jack Stoll and Cam Jurgens, longtime friends. They went to Nebraska together. Stoll uh, was there when Jurgens visited, and Stoll thought Jurgens was coming to college with him. And Jurgens was like 15 years old at the time. <laughs> He's like, man, this guy's a big guy. Uh, they're they are currently looking for a place to live together in the Philadelphia area. So nice. this could be like the new Avante Maddox and Dallas Goddard. I would imagine that uh, Cam is going to be paying a little bit more of his share of the rent than than Jack Stoll. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I, I don't know either. Okay. Anything else that you learned from Jack Stoll? That yeah, wasn't but, in on that interview. But we don't need to fill this up with, with Jack Stoll info. I, I I try to I I try to take like a, a certain nugget from every interview that I am am involved in, right? So. Okay. What was your nugget from? Uh, who else spoke today? Well, I was, it was actually light, talking. It was a light media day. Yeah, it was a, it was a, a light media day, and I was talking to um, a team employee during one of the interviews, someone I, I needed to catch up with. So I, I uh, Jeffrey, not uh, not Jeffrey, somebody else. Uh, but uh, Julie. So I was I was not involved in the TJ Edwards nor the uh, uh, the uh, Chiron Johnson press conferences, but look Kyron. forward to speaking. Yes, uh, Kyron. Okay. You say and tomato, I say tomato. Well, no, I mean it's his name. It, it, is no, it is. Kyron. It, it, it is. There is, is a correct. It is Kyron. I understand. By the way, what did you make of? Yeah, somebody just asked about this in the comments. What did you make of Jason Baboon's uh, uh, <laughs> comment on the incident that's in the Jason Kelsey story? I thought it was like an interesting defense. He's like, it's not even yeah, a defense. He's not disputing like, what this happened. happened. But Kelsey didn't run around looking at the flight. Kelsey ran and told Andy Reid. And it was washable paint. Those were his arguments. Yeah, the fact that it's washable paint doesn't change. I guess. I guess that it was described as spray paint by somebody who, not, who, gotcha. not one of us. But uh, by the way, Ash, don't say ZB's Kelsey story. It was Bo and Zach's Kelsey story. Yes. Uh, all right. You know what? Let's let's. We got two breaks to get to. So what, this is a natural break point. So let's let's take our first break here, and then we'll come back and get into what happened on the field today at practice. All right. Back on birds with friends. Bo Wolf. Marissa Dunn, Zach Berman. Let's get to the Quactus report. Zach, uh, I, I think this will probably not surprise you. The uh, the contrarian in me uh, coming out. I've seen a lot of a lot of talk that today was like a dominant day for the defense. I didn't uh, I didn't necessarily feel that way. Um, I thought now there was because of the injuries you stated before, uh, Jordan Mailata and Andre Dillard down. That meant that Raven Clark was the first team left tackle. Uh, he has been primarily the third team right tackle so far in camp, and he was uh, getting killed all day. No doubt about it. Jalen Hurts saw more pressure today than he has seen uh, all camp long. Josh Sweat had a sack. 
Derek Barnett had a sack. Patrick Johnson had a sack. And uh, so things were like there were there were times when it was tough sledding for the offense. But I thought that like Jalen Hurts acquitted himself well. Uh, he didn't turn the ball over. He like he took some checkdowns when he needed to. I mean, there was a lot of running. It's hard to let it like there were there were runs where it was, um, you know, tough to tough to decide how, how many yards there were or whatever. But also there was a one on one. There was a team drill in the red zone where they scored consecutive touchdowns, like first and 10 from the 15 or whatever. He hits A.J. Brown, who beats Darius Slay uh, for a, a touchdown down the middle of the field. Um, he then like takes a smart second read check down to Boston Scott that might have been a touchdown. And then Marcus Epps actually hit him pretty hard. Scott went down, but but then got up. I didn't think that the offense was bad today. I thought, I mean, the defense made some plays. Uh, the pass rush was definitely yeah, there. I, I mean, there were even times where, where like, uh, the pass rush got there quickly. Jalen Hurts, you know, scrambled and ran for what would have been an easy first down, like a very typical Jalen Hurts play in the face of pressure. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. Well, I I thought the pass rush was really good today, and it was. yeah, so, so, I mean, so that, was getting smoked. But yeah, that like, that to me, given was like, those limitations and given there was no Devonte Smith today, they were fine. Yeah, that was the story of the day to me. Like I I I've tried holding back on like tweeting practice observations because we're we're giving thorough ones on the athletic right i i, I want you to read the ones uh, that we have but i was compelled during practice to put out there that like this is the best the pass rush has looked all summer and of course having a third string left tackle would contribute to that um but i i, I thought like for a team that was near the bottom of the nfl in sacks last year that made it an off-season priority to improve the pass rush uh, they were living in the backfield today, and they did a really good job. And I'll, I'll say too, the the coverage was also strong, right? I, I mean, I think that uh, if I had to say who has been like the best player in training camp so far, I would say James Bradbury's up there, right? Like James Bradbury is wow. playing really well. In you got, in, you in got my toasted by Jalen Rager by twice Jalen Rager, in one yes, on ones. Yes, I understand that, um, but. Look, I'm. I, I mean, if, okay, you're watching, I if you're watching the the uh, uh, eleven on elevens, the team drills. He's been right? good. He's been really good. He's been really good. Um, and you know, it's not just coverage. He's getting his hands on balls. He's he's doing a good job. So uh, I think that the the pass rush and the coverage was uh, was really good today, and that's why that's why I, I thought the defense won the day. I, uh, I I do I do agree. Jalen Hurts was more was efficient. He did what he needed to do. He did not turn the ball over. But if you were scoring this, you'd say the defense won. Sure, but if you think about it in the context of if you went into a game having to start LaRaven Clark at left tackle and playing with Jalen Rager on the field instead of Devontae Smith, like the offense looked like what you would probably expect it to look like. They they were able to get the ball to AJ Brown like basically whenever they wanted. Um, mm -hmm. AJ Brown, this was like maybe his best day uh, of camp, I think. Um, he scored a touchdown in the back of the end zone in seven-on-sevens. He, he he was pretty much having his way with Darius Slay throughout the day, except for uh, one rep in the short red zone. But, like, I don't know. It was fine. You, you, would have to, you would have to, like, adjust your expectations if that were the case. And I thought they, they were fine. Um, but you're right. I mean, you would also, on the flip side, if you were going into a game – against a team that had to start LaRaven Clark, you would you would think to yourself, all right, the pass rush better get home in this game. And they did. You know, even sure, even but, uh, your boy Derek Barnett and Patrick Johnson getting in on the fun. But to use that that logic, if the Eagles were, were playing in a game and they the opposing pass rush was in Jalen Hurts' face all game, we we wouldn't say, well, it's okay because they had their third string left tackle. No, like you'd still say the story of the game is the quarterback was getting beat up. Right, I mean, Jalen Hurts was lucky he was wearing a red jersey today, um, because if if he wasn't, you know, he'd be, he'd be on the ground quite a bit. Well, and it's a a a, a good reminder that the Eagles are fortunate to have uh, the offensive line that they do have. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, this is their third string, and probably like if it were if it were a game situation, they would probably move things there. Like, I don't think that Laraven Clark is going to make the team. So this is not really the kind of thing that they would have to worry about. They would they would figure something else out. Well, who would it have been, so. right? Like, like let's say, let's say this happens uh, during yeah 
you know, a Jordan Mailata gets down with a concussion. Now, do you think as somebody Andre Dillard Dillard goes race in, in, the, gets- in the chat, who do you think that like Jordan Mailata and Andre Diller did one of those things where they just ran at each other full head of steam from opposite sides know, of the hallway and went, they thought they were trying to go back to last year when they had a head to head competition. You know, I, it's, it's fun, like, I don't want to say funny concussions are a serious thing, but concussions are, are an injury that you don't usually see this time of year. Right. Um, I, and, with the garden helmets i mean you yeah it, and, and nick sirianni made the point that that offensive linemen and defensive linemen are having a collision every play but if you think about concussions usually you're getting them when when you know there's there's kind of more you know brunt contact right as as opposed to i wonder if there's like uh, uh, because they don't know neither of them sirianni said neither of them knows when it happened but I wonder if there's like a guy on the defensive line who's responsible, who's like, who, who's particularly headstrong yeah. at, at going at the head, like a guy who wasn't here last year, like I don't know Marvin Wilson or something is the is the concussion maker. Yeah, um, it, you know, I mean, I I I don't want to make light of it at all, um, but because concussions are serious. But I was I was thinking back to uh, to the you know Chris Long was on a podcast with. Oh, I'm sorry. Chris Long has a podcast. He had Steve Belichick on his podcast this summer, and I was, Bo <laughs> is sticking his tongue out here <laughs> for our audio listeners, and they were talking about how Bill Belichick throws um, players out of practice if they get in fights during training camp practices, you know, during joint practices. And I think Shield has has made this point in the past. Chris Long said, like him and Kyle were joking that. We should just get in a fight now and, you know, get thrown out of practice so we don't have to have to do this. I don't think Jordan Mailata and Andre Dillard uh, wanted to miss practice today. But if there was any practice where you would want to miss, it was probably this one, right? So I suppose that's true. Yes. Uh, where were we? We uh, that There was something pre that diatribe that – We were talking about the pass rush. You were saying it was, a, it was yeah. an amazing day for the offense – and I was talking about though, Devontae Smith. Even though everyone who is uh, is evaluating practice today thought the defense won, the athletics football notes are going to say this this was this was like the the greatest show on turf today. From the <laughs> what were you going to say, Marissa? <laughs> no, nothing. I was just laughing. There was okay. a question about how you think the both units compared to uh, last year at this time. Hmm. Good, question. That was good question. Good question. An interesting one. I so think I thought, go ahead. No, you first. No, you first. I thought the offense the next was really, here. So you, I think they're here. They want to hear what you have to say. I thought the offense was really bad last, last summer. Um, there were times last summer where I was like, this, this is going to be a tough year for these guys. Right. I, I mean, I, I had concerns about the quarterback. I had concerns about the wide receivers. Um, you know, I, I didn't know what the team was going to look like. And so, uh, I remember saying, I think this defense is, is going to be good. And the defense actually turned out to be worse than I expected. Um, but the but it was probably because the offense played poorly during training camp, right? I, I think the offense is playing better this year. I think the offense is better this year. And so the defense is probably playing better this year. Um, but uh, I just think they're a better team than they were at this time a year ago. The coaching staff was still trying to figure them out. Personnel, they were kind of all over the place. They're they're better now. I think that's I think that's right. There there were so many more unknowns all all over the board um, last summer, uh, and I think that I think that, I, I don't fully agree with you about last year. I think we talked about it at the time. Like the arc of training camp was that the offense sort of got better as as camp went on. Uh, like the first week, they looked pretty pretty bad, but. Jalen Hurts, it seemed to me, got a little bit better as camp went on. But he's definitely better in every way this summer than he was last summer, um, I think. I mean, they're, they're starting receivers uh, last Correct. year. Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, and Greg Ward, basically, right? Like Travis was, Fulgham was, was getting yeah, the first team exactly. reps for the, whole, for the first 10 days of camp. Yeah. Uh, uh, Zach Ertz was there, and like no one knew why he was there, <laughs> right? So they were, yeah. they were all of a sudden, you know, the, you had this coach who wanted to play 11 personnel, but they were playing 12 personnel because Zach Ertz was there and they were just waiting. Devontae Smith him. was injured. Like, yeah. Um, you know, uh, they were supposed to have this left tackle competition, but then Andre Dillard went down early in camp. Uh, you know, they were, they had veterans who, who, you know, they were peeling back from, it was just a, a, a different 
a different roster than they were now. So that's that's why I say like last summer's team going into the season, I I was skeptical of, of how that offense would look. I I'd be much more confident in the offense this year. I think that's definitely right, and I and I agree that I mean it's hard to get past the fact that like the 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 players are just better. The roster is better than it was last year, but I, I agree that the, that the defense looks better than it, it did a year ago to some degree. Um, all right. What, what else, uh, what else jumped out to you today from, from Quactus? Well, this, this might sound on brand. I thought Joshua had a good day. Uh, I, I thought Derek Barnett had a good day. Derek Barnett was in my notes a few times. Um, yes. Yeah. He had a, he had a, I think uh, at least one sack. He was good in one-on-ones as well. Uh, Coyote Awashika, my boy, was was taking his second team left tackle reps, mm-hmm. and I would say that he doesn't uh, he doesn't all the way look super comfortable there just yet. So, I don't think Coyote's a left tackle in the NFL. Do you? I like a starting left tackle. Is he Jason Peters? Yeah, I'm not. No, what's his far. position? What's his best position? Would you say? I think yeah, left guard is his best position. Yeah. But I think I think I think he's actually had a he looks okay. Like okay for a guy who's not playing who, who didn't play that position last year i think there is uh there's upside that he could have guard tackle versatility to be thrown in in a pinch so you, a group that has actually impressed me a bit has been their depth defensive tackles uh marvin wilson and ronnell wren are two even, guys even kobe smith i feel has yeah. a little bit of a little bit of junk in his trunk and push behind it 50 right it, yes yeah, yeah. um yeah, so I, I, that's a group that has, I agree with you. Yeah, they were in in my Those notes. Some big, strong, powerful men. And if you recall, Marvin Wilson was a top recruit coming out of high school. Uh, I do recall you know, it was in my uh, it was in my story on the uh, yes yes. The what do you need to know about the defense? Exactly. Can you so, name the other guys who were top twenty recruits out of high school on the roster? Uh, it, this wasn't in your story. I would have to look at the roster off the top of my head. AJ Brown. Correct. Um, I'm going to tell you. Let me pull it up. Let's see here. I I believe AJ Brown, not Jordan Davis. Uh, I don't believe Nicobe Dean either. Although Nicobe Dean was a highly rated recruit, I wouldn't say J- I I would not say Jalen Hurts. Um, AJ Brown say- is not correct. AJ Brown's not correct. He was a huge recruit. Um, Josh Sweat. Correct. He no, was looking at the chat. I'm not. I'm not looking at the chat. I promise you, I'm not looking at the chat. Um, jo- I, I mean, Josh Sweat was like the number one player in the country. Let me reset this I thought, for I the people. Who are not Smith High School in Chesapeake, Virginia. Close attention. There are five current Eagles who were nationally ranked as top twenty players in the entire class, regardless of position, heading into college. Based on Marvin Wilson is one. Composite. Josh Sweat is another. Based on the twenty four seven composite, is, is that yes. what it is? Yes. Okay. Um, let's see here. Miles Sanders might be up there. He, Miles Sanders is incorrect. Okay, <laughs> you, 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 you did it. He was a yeah, five star running back. Take you out. Yeah, uh, I'm going across their offensive line. I mean, neither of their starting. I will tell you that only one of the three was on the active roster last year. Hmm. And only one is is projected to make the team this year. Okay. Uh, was was Deion Kane one of them? Deion Kane was one of them. Very yeah. nice. Deion okay. Kane, number eighteen in the class. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like the big school, you know, players, right? Because a top guy is not going to Syracuse. Or Wake Forest. Speak for yourself. Maybe Maryland. Maybe Maryland. I mean, Mike Lockersley's doing a good job there. Um. All right, I'll give them to you. The, yeah. the other two are Brandon Graham. Okay. And Jacoby Stevens. Yes. Okay, that's a good one. Okay. Good job. Go. Uh, some people are curious about the uh, the Bose Camp Crush. How are we leaning? Are we? Is, is anybody flashing? Not ready to go. Not ready to, to make a proclamation just yet. Uh, and, and Mario Goodrich, despite being stiff, has made some plays the past couple days. Josh Job is in the mix. Uh, Reed Blankenship, who I mentioned the other day, the undrafted safety from Middle Tennessee, not necessarily my type, but he continues to you know make me pay attention. He's in the mix as well. Uh, I would mention Ali Fayad, the uh, undrafted Sam pass rusher who has had 
a few flashes here and there. He's definitely on my radar. None of the offensive linemen uh, at the bottom of the roster looked that great, like looked that good to me. Uh, while Bill Dunkel not doing it, Josh Shills not doing it. Um, none of the down roster receivers particularly making it. What move, did you make although, out of Britton Covey being the top punt returner? Well, I was going to say, although this was Britton Covey's best day of camp thus far. Um, and I also don't know that I like just because he went first as the punt returner doesn't mean to me that he's the top punt returner. Um, but he was active in in team drills and in one on ones more so and in against better competition than he has uh, done throughout camp thus far. So best day for Britton Kobe so far. Maybe that, maybe that, you know, Jeffrey Larry bump is rubbing off after a couple of days. I mean, he he has habits of a highly effective person. So, yeah, but you didn't, have, you never told us what those habits are. I mean, you I just had, gave us the connection. I I remember one of them is to be assertive. Okay. Right. So that was the one that jumps out. Um, I mean, it's been a bit of time since I read the book. You did uh, read the book. Yes, I did. I I did read the book. Okay. I'm trying to think here what some other ones are. Devin Allen uh, has not been good. He's got he's got a ways to go. It feels like uh, the speed is not really showing up um, and creating space. He had a drop today. It's like one of the best routes that I've seen him run. He got open in uh, one on ones and then dropped the ball. It's uh, it's it's been tough sledding for him so far. No, he got a nice shout out from Jalen Hurts yesterday. It's true. When Jalen Hurts was asked if he, if he thought Quez Watkins was the fastest player in the NFL. And Jalen Hurts walking off the podium says, you know, I think we have an Olympian on our team. Right. So yeah. there you Good go. Line. Good line. Um, when will you declare the camp crush? I tried to look last year at what date, but I couldn't. I think find last year it was date. early because Coyote made himself known. Pretty yeah. early on to me. Uh, I think I have to do it. I was talking about to the um, Birdsman, uh, Brandon Lee Gatton, about this. I think I have to do it before the first preseason game. Mm -hmm. um, because then it like might be obvious. Yeah, then it becomes, really then there's more information. You got to you got to be on the ground floor. I, yeah. if, if, if push were come to shove right now, now like, you know, veterans uh, who are like unlikely to make the roster are eligible as well. Um, and Lance Lenore, who's 27 years old, has shown some good feet, but that's not going to be the answer. I, I, something tells me right now, my heart, it's, it's between Blank and Chip and Fayad. Those guys are, those guys are the two guys who are most intriguing to me at this point. Josiah Scott, by the way, second day in a row that he's been working uh, for a few drills as the second team safety at the expense of Jaquaski Tart. Uh, Josiah Scott, who was the second team nickel last year. Uh, still takes some reps there, but that's the one like position change that we've gotten to see over the course of camp. And so uh, that's that's one that I'm paying attention to, Josiah Scott, as he pushes for a roster spot. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing that that uh, do you think Dave gonna... Caldwell watches Josiah Scott practice with with pride, or do you think? Uh... Yeah, that's his guy. He drafted him, right? Yeah. yeah. And and do, I I know the nugget that you want to say about Josiah Scott. Let's hear it. What's the nugget I want to say about Josiah Scott? Come on. What's the what's the one Josiah Scott nugget that's relevant to this football team and the coaching staff? Uh, if you, if you tell me, I, all three of his brothers played football at Mount Union. Yes, I did know that. Yes, of course. Come Actually, on. I was listening uh, in the media room today. Um, when, when when Nick Sirianni was on WIP and he was uh, you know he was getting a hard time from Angelo Cataldi about the lack of tackling in practice, right? And he said he never tackled in practice with any of the teams he he coached at. And in college, his teams he, he spent five years at Mountain Union. They were seventy seven. They were sixty seven and two, and they never tackled to the ground. So I'll tell you what, if it works with Larry Karras, you know, it works for him. Players, not plays. Good deflection right. on the fact that you didn't pick up on the Josiah Scott nugget. You you took it and ran with it. Well, I I didn't know. I mean, you're like the thing that, that yeah. Come on, I feel like I feel like we should have been uh, simpatico on that. I feel like you could have picked that up. I thought I was lobbing you a softball. There's a lot of information about Josiah Scott. I I could I could share with you, right? I mean, okay. Give me the give me another piece of information. 
Uh, he went to Michigan State. I, I didn't know if that was something. He's from Ohio. I mean, he got drafted in the fourth round by the Jaguars, by yeah. Dave Caldwell. He got tested Eagles, very well at the combine. Good athlete. Eagles almost exact draft, measurements really. to Avante Maddox. Um, yep. The Eagles traded a draft pick for him. True. So and based- who else did they trade for him? They traded a draft pick and somebody and a player. Can you two? Can you name that player? This is amateur hour right now. Jamison Houston. Okay. <laughs> oh please! Oh this this you can do. <laughs> I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you who a guy but, whose brother is on the team. But this April, this April, when the Eagles, when Howie Roseman's doing his day three press conference, okay, do you think he he's he's gonna say? And during the sixth round, we we put on Josiah Scott film. And no, this was our sixth round pick, right? So just like clapping. last year, they, they put on Kerry Vincent film and Tay Gowan's <laughs> yes. film. Yes. Um, I was going to say something and I had it. So Taylor Harper, I see in the chat, gave the seven habits. Okay. Hmm. Be proactive, number one. Number two, begin with the end in mind. Okay, so... So Britton Kobe is going to Jeffrey Lurie with the end in mind being this guy's going to retire my number one day. Uh, number three is put first things first. Okay. So first things first, introduce yourself to the owner. Uh, number four, think win-win. So the win-win here is either, either I'm introducing myself as someone who's going to make the team, or maybe there's a job in the front office for me if I don't make the team. Uh, number five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. I love that one. That's the mm. truth. Jeffrey, what is it like owning an NFL football team? You see, uh, I, th- I think you, 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 you minimize Jeffrey Lurie to simply owning a football team. There's much more to Jeffrey Lurie than owning a football team. Okay. What's it like to produce an Oscar-winning documentary? <laughs> uh, number six, synergize. Hmm? What do you think that means? In this what do I think uh, synergize in the context of him talking to Jeffrey Laurie or in the context of? Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like corporate drugging to me. I'm not, you know, give me the give me what the actual advice here is. That's working together with other people. Well, right. So. OK. Uh, number seven, sharpen the saw. The last one. I like that. That like that, that one ready. rings to me a little bit like. The kind of thing that you would have that like, you know, gets your punter's foot injured in your locker room because you it sounds like, you know, the the, the old Jaguars like keep chopping and the guy mm-hmm. chopped his foot. Remember that? It's the kind of thing like you put a saw in the locker room. We got to keep sharpening our saw. And then, you know, somebody accidentally hurts themselves. It actually it makes me think of Sam Hinkie's resignation letter. Yeah. When he says, if you, if you give me. X amount of days to cut down a tree. I'll spend X amount of days sharpening the axe. Right? So. One of the worst pieces of writing that there's ever been. <laughs> I, I, I I like that, actually. Why is that the, the one Moa, of the worst That's where the Moa Culpa comes from. Why is that one of the worst pieces of writing? Uh, I mean, give me a break. <laughs> no, no, Give I'm me curious. a break with that thing. So self-involved. I I I like perspective, and and by the way, I appreciate him having the longest view in the room. It was that approach that helped me win Super Sorecasting. <laughs> so, okay, so yeah, you're gonna go move into your Munger building with no windows. By the way, Charlie Munger was quoted very uh, high in, in in that letter. He was one of the uh, the first names mentioned. Tells you all you need to know. Uh, uh, there was one other depth. Oh no, this is what I was going to say. The, uh, what I like about the, the offensive line, defensive line, one-on-ones at this point, this is our third day of it now is there is some, there is some built in history and some context to the matchups. Like, uh, for instance, poor Jack Driscoll has been getting just dominated all week by Brandon Graham when they go up one-on-one and like, it's probably what you would expect. Um, Brandon Graham looks pretty good to me, um, as he comes back from that Achilles, but you're talking about, you know, a second team right tackle, but Brandon Graham has been, been having his way with him and that continued today, but there were some, there were some like bounce back performances, like the rep from the other day that had everybody ooing and eyeing where Jordan Davis 
toss Jack Anderson aside. Jack Anderson came back and had a good rep against Davis today, held him up. Um, Davis actually did a little bit better against Jason Kelsey than he has uh, the past reps, pushed him back a little bit. Um, Javon Hargrave and Landon Dickerson have had some good matchups, and Hargrave dusted him today. Uh, it was a pretty impressive rep and a bad one for Dickerson. Raven Clark was getting killed, um, as you would probably expect. And uh, I think that was about the the headlines that you you should know. But but it, it's it's fun to see like uh, the bigger picture, and it's why I talk about those first couple of days of, of camp. You can't get get too high, too low. But now the fuller picture is forming of of how these guys are doing. Uh, I'm 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 going to give you three players here rank most snaps this season. Ooh, a stork rank snaps this season from most to least. Okay, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick. That's a good question. I'm going to say Sweat 1, Reddick 2, Graham 3. That's what I thought too. And I was speaking to someone on the sideline today who said he expects Brandon Graham to play the most among the DNs. And that really surprised me, that opinion. He just said Graham's the, like, uh, the best one. And That's interesting. I don't know now, if I view it that way. The case there is that Graham is the only one who can play – on the line in when they go, when they go with those three, four looks, he can be that, uh, that four eye technique that everybody likes to talk about. Um, whereas sweat and Reddick are going to have to rotate a little bit more. Now Reddick is being paid the most, right? So you would think that they would want him on the field the most, but I think that I, I, for, for whatever reason, I, I lean, I lean sweat. Although I guess he, you know, Me he's too. got a bit of an injury history, but. Yeah, and also I think they're going to try to take it easy on Graham to some degree. Like, I would be surprised if he plays. I'm also skeptical how much he plays on on the interior. I mean, they have four guys who who they're going to want to get playing time to uh, on those interior spots. Um, If they're giving Graham, you know, a decent amount of snaps inside, that that surprises me. Okay. All right. Uh, let's take a little break. One more word from our sponsor. Come back, answer some questions from the chat. And uh, did you want to do a mock press conference, Zach? I, I think given the time, let's just take the questions from the chat. We can save wow, the mock press geez. conference for a different. Oh, we have. Look, no, we have... Okay. I'm sorry. We're bothering you. Go ahead. There must be some Phillies news you got to get to. Bo, I'm saying. We, 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 oh, they, 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 Gregorius got pseudo released. He did get released. But I'm saying it is August 4th right now. The first game is on September 11th. Okay, let's let's uh, you know let's pace ourselves. We don't need to use all of the segments up on a, on the, the yeah, second hour. Lose them, though, you know, there's no, no need to save it. You know, we'll always find something else. <laughs> we have reader comments. We will get to those after the break. All right, Bo, Marissa, Zach, back on Birds of Friends. Uh, Zach, let's go to the Zberm. Uh, pop culture corner. Let's let's think about. Uh, I, I actually I, sh- I meant to prepare this and I didn't. So let me just think of somebody. Does uh, Marissa have have music for this? Oh, goodness. you do. She's the best, Marissa. Ooh, I like this. <laughs> Zach, do you know who Avicii is? Yes, uh, Chip Kelly used to play him at practice all the time. Oh, yes, uh, that, <laughs> what that a good song. Reason to know. Yeah, well, because uh, I mean, I this would not have guessed that you knew that. Yeah, because well, when Chip Kelly brought music to practice, I would pull up Shazam on my phone and I would tweet out the playlist. Right. Yeah, so this was a big deal in the beginning of the Chip Kelly yes. era, knowing and exactly what the they songs used to have that song. Like, wake me up when it's all right. That's nice. a beach, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So I remember that really well from the Chip Kelly era. Nicely done. Nicely done. All right. We go to number two. Zach, do you know who Zelda is? Uh, something with video games or, yeah, but I, I, I don't know who. Is it like a purple, dry, uh, like a, a purple princess or something? Yeah, I would have let you just have it at okay. the video game. Okay. I'm going to give you half credit there. Yeah, not a purple princess, but okay. In Zach's defense, that's all I know too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect game. you to know more, but I figured after Wario, we'd go back to the to the video game. Well, okay. that was good. All right, you're doing a good job today. Uh, let's close it with, uh, do you know who 
how about uh oh that's just a good area how about uh julie brown the writer <laughs> no oh um there's a writer named julie brown i believe uh i'm going for downtown julie brown do you know who that is no no but isn't there a white house reporter named julie brown <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, it might be a, a touch before which I'm going for MTV. I, uh, VJ. I did not know that either. So I did not know that either, Zach. Were you a TRL guy, Zach? Uh, what is no. TRL? That was the show on MTV. Um, that was Wait, on. Really, Marissa, you really don't know TRL? No, I this know. Is, I was uh, asking Zach. Oh, well, you're asking TRL. Zach. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, of course, I know what TRL yeah. is. Although well, it was like a little early. A little me, bit. I had older. Time. I had older cousins, so yeah. That's what the girls were watching in middle school, right? Back when I was in middle school, right? When when we were in middle school. I mean, I don't think it had to be just girls. Yeah. Well, no, you you'd be on AIM and and, and you would, you know. They'd what be was your screen name? Uh, Philly Boy Six. <laughs> and his and his burner was I L V J L H. <laughs> no, no, but I I mean I was fairly transparent about that. I didn't need a burner for that one. <laughs> Uh, to Panga for life. Okay. Um, all right. Let's get to the chats uh, questions. Getting a burden edgewise. Uh, let us know if you have questions uh, about what's been going on at camp. Zach. Um, we do have do a you... question about who came up with Dick Rod. Because apparently <laughs> there's some controversy over that. So. Yeah. I mean, so... I came up with it. I invented it. <laughs> That's end of story. No, no and the chat saying Kemsky did? Yes. No. Yes, that, that he says on his pod that. He came up with Dick Rod. No way. We may have to get no way. <laughs> Not a chance. Does Richard Rogers know about his nickname from you? I mean, it's not a hard leap to make. It's it's no, I'm but I'm saying I'm sure that someone Richard in Green Rod Bay called him Dick Rod at one point. But I'm I feel I really pretty confident that, that I, I was really I, don't know if that's the case. I was first. I was first uh, to the well with with Dick Rod. Well, do you know what wait, Rich Hill's nickname is? Dick Hill? No. Oh, oh yes. Uh, Dick Mountain. Dick Mountain. Dick Dick Mountain. They on yeah, the that's right. player on the player nickname week that they had, he wore Mountain on the back of his jersey. Um, we that's got good. a comment in the chat that says Packers fans came up with it. Ah, so it says no Packers fans okay. came up with it. Oh, I thought it was saying no Packers fans. Yeah, no comment it. there. Tough to read. Well. <laughs> Well, we'll ask that commenter to to clarify if there should be a comma there. Okay. Uh, we actually it doesn't seem like we have a lot of questions. <laughs> now so. here's one from uh, from Coleman Roush. <laughs> I hope I'm saying the name correctly, Coleman. Any thoughts on how splitting the the DN coaching off from DT has been going? Uh, so I'll talk about the idea because it makes sense, you know. And uh, hearing someone behind the scenes explain it, it yeah, the the way yeah, they're, they're using they're overhang players. Okay. So the overhang players are essentially the DN slash outside linebackers. It's different than the way they're, they're using their interior spots. So if you have X amount of time in meetings, if you're sitting in a meeting and Tracy Rocker is talking about, uh, you know, four eye technique, right? Well, well, that doesn't apply to Hassan Reddick, or that doesn't apply. It shouldn't apply to, you know, Josh. Sweat. I mean, Josh yeah. Yeah. Josh sweat was, uh, was pretty honest. He hopes he's not playing that spot this year, right? That so, yeah. So, point being that uh, I I I like it. I'm all about efficiency, right? And I, I I think that sometimes there is a validity to learning other spots, right? I mean, if I was a player, I'd be interested in in you know hearing other meetings just just to see the way they're coached. Maybe something I can take to my game. But it is true. There's a finite amount of time, and if you can better allocate your time this way i'm all for it yeah i think it makes sense um and they don't exclusively meet separately i think yeah. there are times when they are, are all together um i'm curious like if there is a guy like brandon graham who who is going to be moonlighting as a as a four eye if he needs to, to spend time with rocker but uh, i'm sure they have that taken care of i mean i, so, I do think we, we talked about it in the spring but like it is just funny the dynamic of you know the arc of Brandon Graham's career. Now he's now his position coach is the son of the guy who yep. like almost ruined his career at the <laughs> beginning in his mind. Yeah. Um, but he told the story of, of uh, you know, 
uh, burying the hatchet with with Jim Hashburn or Jim Hashburn, Jim, Jim Washburn Jawan. with uh, on a, on a trip to Nashville with with Derek Barnett. So any Fun special? Enough. So so this is from Khalif Steele, and and I want to say Khalif, I I really appreciate you. We really appreciate you. I see you in uh, in the chat every week or every day, and I appreciate your had some photo shops in the Ospreys. Yeah, yeah, your your loyal audience. Any special team takeaways, or 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 do y'all not get a ton of looks at that? In camp, uh, so I'll, I'll be honest with you. They they don't have as many special teams periods as say Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly had a lot of special teams periods. Romeo um, Cornell at the Shrine Game, and yeah, and the uh, the time. Thank you, Khalif. Um, the uh, for the, the audio time, listeners, Khalif says he pronounced his name correctly. Yes, which which is not often the case with me, as we know. Um, the uh, the time that they spend, there aren't that many. It's it's not really coverage, right? And the other thing with special teams, and I'm sure if we had Michael Clay on, he would tell us this, that those coaches don't really know who their special teams guys are until the 53 is set, right? You know, this time of year, they're working with different combinations and they don't know who's going to be the core special teamer. So actually one thing that we can sometimes do in preseason games is look at who the first team special teams players are. Cause those are guys that could be a good indication for back of roster spots. Um, but uh, there hasn't really been anything in camp that would suggest this guy is going to be good on special teams. And also correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, Bo, but I was thinking about this today. They haven't had had many uh, field goal kicking periods in training camp. This That's summer, true. Which is interesting. That is true. Um, and yeah, like you're saying, it's a hard it's a hard thing to judge when it's not live. Like maybe even more than other things. I feel um, they did have their yeah their their big special teams period today was on uh, short field punting. They had some guys practicing downing the balls and uh, Aaron Sipos punting, and that's the thing that he's actually good at. If you if you uh, listen to our Puntalytics DFOP friends, uh, Aaron Sipos was was one of the better short field punters in the league last year, but was towards the very bottom in open field punting. And I think that's what matters more, um, open field punting. But Sipos did have some nice kicks today. So Elliot Shore Parks, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. He he, I was talking to him on the sideline about this question during special teams period. If you were to field 100 punts, how many would you catch? Are they open field or short? Just with a, a mixed a mixed subset. Open field. Now mm. I was saying that it would probably need. What did to be Elliot like, say? 100. Uh, I forget what he said. He actually, he, he was, I, he was pointing out the, the potential difficulty in it based on the way the ball is, is coming in. Um, and I, I was kind of, I mean, this isn't like an apples for apples thing. I was thinking about shagging flies, right? Like, like growing, you know, I'm growing up. I mean, I, I was an outfielder, uh, starting in, in high school, in middle school, high school. And, uh, like I would shag flies all day. Right. And enjoyed it um flex no i mean that that's a that's a fun you know if any outfielder likes that and and, and uh um but obviously this so i i feel like the, the tracking i'd be pretty good at right like uh, you know i i think if you're not an outfielder you wouldn't know that like your first step needs to be back sometimes right um but uh that said the way the ball comes in might be a challenge and then the other part too is I got to admit, I'd probably want to do it like five times over 20 days as opposed I, – I feel like after 100, you know, it's it's going to start hurting your chest, right? It's going to start hurting your arms. Well, are you fully fully suited up? Helmet and every, and yeah. pads and everything? I would imagine it's harder to catch with, with pads on. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's part of the deal, right? Yeah. So, so I didn't get it. So – uh, so I, I don't know the answer, but you, what is your answer? Are, what, what did you say? Well, I, 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 first, I was probably a little on the, on, on the high end. And then I thought about these, these nuances and I got to say, like, you know, I've played catch a lot, but I've, I don't think I've fielded punts before. So, uh, it's hard for me to say, I, I, I don't know. I actually have to field punts a few times to get a sense of how I would do at it. Have uh, you ever fielded a punt? Yeah, but it's been a while, and not from an NFL punter. Like it's a, no, it's a, it's a let's different say a jugs machine, like, but not the Green Bay Packers jugs machine. 
That's a good one. ATG19534 says, Bo would catch 12, Zach would catch three, and defer the rest until next week. Compound interest, man. Smart. I like it. Smart. Uh, yeah, I think I'd catch between uh, 91 and 93. <laughs> not surprised you think that. <laughs> no, I would not. I don't know the answer. Um, somebody asked if Carson Strong threw some uh, ducks again today, and he did. He, he had one really bad pass. Was a really like bad the, throw the into double guys. coverage. Yeah. Like just yeah. heaved up a just a total duck of a prayer. Um, and it should have been intercepted, but there were like two defenders there to to bat it away. Uh and Reed Sinette made a nice play. Um uh scrambling to his left, and Carrick Wheatfall found his way open downfield. And Reed Sinette made a made the completion and was very excited. Said he said uh good S. Carrick was was very proud. The the if if we're going just by how they've performed <clears throat> over the first five practices uh, or six practices, Reed Sinet has been way better than Carson Strong. Uh, not even close. I would agree, but I think the preseason will be a better indication there. And I I would I would guess that Reed Sinet will be better there too. We'll see. I, Carson Strong is not quite road. at Clayton Thor- Clapton Thorpin levels, but. He's more Carson weak than anything else at this point. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's important for them to carry three quarterbacks? Let me ask you this. Do you give me any credit for identifying based off of just the rookie chopped that Carson Strong was not going to be good? No, I don't give you any credit for that. I, None? I, no. No, I think sometimes you, you jump. You, you, you have to see more nuance. No, him. but I think it was, I think that was the whole that was the whole shebang right there. That was that gave away everything. That's all I we needed to know. A bit of a, I, I hope you don't take this the wrong way. I feel like you're a bit of a cooking snob, <laughs> right? No, seriously. But like, that wasn't a cooking thing. It was about it was about the no, it was about garlic bread. No, your issue yeah, was it was the, the force bread. of. It wasn't about what he was choosing. It was about not having the force of personality as a quarterback, a leader of men, the guy in the huddle, to be able to convince a couple guys who are in their young twenties to serve some garlic bread. Where what are we doing? Where's the leadership? <laughs> this was Marissa on the chat says <laughs> takesman and a cooking snob. The takesman I I meant as a compliment. The cooking no, snob. <laughs> yes, I did. The cooking snob I meant as it was. Intended. You may not have I, meant it whoa! as you meant it. But yeah. you... No, the cooking snob. I could see you if it like in the kitchen being like, oh, you're using that spice right now. You know you're. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's think how... that's. I don't think that's yeah. entirely unfair. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't think I, I wouldn't think of myself as a snob, but I wouldn't be rude about it. But I, I see where you're coming from. I, I can I understand like, your perspective there. I feel like if you cook dinner for somebody and they ask for ketchup, you'd be really insulted. Well, if that were the case, I would be insulted every night because both of my children are dying for <laughs> that, ketchup. With every that's meal. true. That's true. My my children basically eat chicken nuggets with ketchup, right? Like ketchup yeah. is the meal. And then Jane is like, she, she's like <laughs> taking fistfuls of ketchup and she's like, she'll dip. She'll dip something in the ketchup, eat the ketchup off, and not take a bite of the thing, and just keep doing that with the dip. Like, <laughs> what are we doing, woman? And yeah. so, yeah, I am a bit of a snob to her about that, probably. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I'm so, but but seriously, the, <clears throat> I I I mean this because it's been a, a a week now. The takesman thing, I I meant that you're someone who has opinions. That it was a compliment in that regard. I did not mean hot takes. Listen, uh, most of the time you can come clean, and uh, I'm just joking with you. I remain, I remain offended okay. by this, and I will continue to be offended. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, all right, no practice tomorrow, Zach. So you got your Friday off. What's your plan for tomorrow? Are you going to be listening to like eight podcasts? Are you going to be reading four books? What's the what's on the docket? Um, well. I, I have, we have a meeting in the morning that is on my calendar. Okay. There is a story that I've been writing that I'm hoping to spend some time on. I, I, yeah, I am going to have a a little bit of time to myself and then my wife and I are going to go out to dinner tomorrow night. So that will be our uh, Friday. Good way to spend a no practice Friday. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Emily deserves that. Oh yes, she 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 does deserve it, and she will let me know that she. <laughs> How are you spending your no practice Friday, Bo? Good question. Um, I mean, I got some work to do. I used my day off yesterday to to get some uh, uh, picture hanging done around the house. 
That was good. Long time coming. So that was productive. I felt like I really got something done. Tomorrow, um, I don't know. I think I might like to try to work a nap in there at some point. If I'm being, if I'm being, uh, I'm not a napper. That's hard. That's hard Zach's pace was great. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, uh, nap. It's been a while a since I, it's, it's the, the, the camp has been, uh, hectic that I haven't got on the, uh, on the old Peloton in a few days. I got to get, got to get back to that tomorrow. That's, that's, that's something I'm excited about. And, uh, I don't know. That's about it. That's about it. If, if anyone's looking for anything to read tomorrow, there's a story coming out on, uh, Art McNally, uh, the uh, first on-field official who is going who who's going into the Hall of Fame, and uh, for our listeners, Art McNally is a Philadelphia native, right? I believe he went to Roman Catholic. He, he lived in Philly when he's been working, it, or, or or during the time he was he was working in the NFL or the Philly area. So uh, that is coming out tomorrow morning, and please check that out. Why are you laughing? I look forward to reading it. Uh, it's late in the podcast and I was thinking to myself that if you, um, took the first two letters of his hometown and added it to his name, his, he would be fart McNally. <laughs> That's what you thought about. <laughs> that did not make the story, by the way. Um, that, that did not make the story. But it's true. You, you do acknowledge. I suppose. What do you guys? Marissa, what's what's your? Marissa, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, in your house, in your house, Zach, with the kids. What's your like euphemism for fart? Uh, so it's interesting you ask that. My uh, <laughs> my in laws will like like they. I I don't throw out my in laws here, but uh, <laughs> but I, I, they use the word toot. So they they say toot. Yeah. I I just say fart, and it's it's like a oh, point of that because the kids so. There we say toot. Okay, yeah. We do so too. I think that that I I think now my in-laws listen to the podcast. Okay, so um, they I I think they they want our kids to say toot, and then when I'm driving with the kids, and I, I I drive them to school during the school year, and there's a song on Spotify. <laughs> there's a song on Spotify. Um, it's the fart joke song, and yeah. we listen to that. Oh, you listen to that? <laughs> yes, and it's like, uh, it's like they they think that they're like really getting away with something bad listening to the song <laughs> because they did so. <laughs> In any event, uh, that's that. That's when I I know we're speaking too much here when I, I I give that away. But yeah, we've we've listened to that song and they think it's like the funniest thing. Anything that's with that good. word, anything with that word, they think is funny. Well, it's hard to argue with that. They're five and three, so this is. Yeah. That's that's their will. And so, what, what about Emily? What, does does she does she side with her parents or does she side with her husband? Usually, her parents. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't blame uh, her for that either. <laughs> that's a good. I think that's a good way to end the show. Um, Wait, so. we don't want to do a Noah Syndergaard scouting report for tonight, real quick, Zach. Oh it's, yeah, so big one, and I mean, big day for the Phillies. They they. They cut Didi, as as Bo says. They got Thor on on the mound here. Big series coming up for the Phillies. So uh, make sure you read all of Matt Gelb's coverage. Matt Gelb, of course, our athletic writer, and uh, for the Phillies. And it's an exciting time right now. Nationals are not very good. So uh, this is uh, this this should be a series. The Phillies should take some wins. I'm sorry, I wasn't uh, I wasn't listening to what you were saying. We're- I said the Nationals are not very good. That's a, that's that's what I well, said. You were, I'm sorry, you were you were talking about uh, Jason Worth or something? <laughs> no, yeah, I was. So, anyways, uh, we will be back on Saturday, I believe, for an audio only pod, and uh, we're talking this out here. But I imagine no pod on Sunday because the Eagles have a prime time practice, and then uh, we'll be back next week for game week, game week preseason game against the New York Jets. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get Zach uh, on the pod. Zach Rosenblatt, Zach Rosenblatt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, our new yeah. Jets, Jets, new uh, Jets writer, writer, former Eagles writer. Yeah, Marissa. Marissa works with a Zach, a Zach, a Zach, and a Zach. All spelled differently. All spelled differently. And I don't think I've made the mistake yet of calling spelling it, you know, wrong for each person. But now oh, I probably just jinxed myself. But yeah, I had a great call with Zach Rosenblatt today uh, for the Jets podcast. We're gonna ramp back up and. Uh, I'm sure he would love to come on. I'm going to volunteer him to come on this podcast. So can't wait. I think, I think early on in Birds with Friends, uh, Zach's 
uh, time. We we had these Zach versus Zach discussion, the CH versus the CK. But how would you stork rank hmm. the three other ones that are not yours? So how Z A C K, Z A C, and Z A K? How would you stork rank? Those? Well, I mean, to me, there's like CH and there's everything else. Right? <laughs> um, but, but I would say that's what, how I would like. If yeah. you were saying someone's name is Zach and I don't know how to spell it, that would be my initial way to spell it: Z A C H. Well, so the K, I don't like the K. Oh yeah, what about Zach? Which is also yeah. pronounced Zach. <laughs> But but that's not his name's not Zachary, right? So Zach yeah, is short for Zachary. Zachary spelled Z A C H A R Y. Unless you spell it Z A C K A R Y, I don't know why you would turn that H to a K, right? The the shortened, you know, the shortened part of the name is Z A C H. Uh, so I suppose I would rank Z A C. Uh, and then the Zach K's there yes. ZAC. Because yeah. that's technically still still part of this. Now the the technicality is some people spell Zachary Z A C K A R Y. I don't know many of them, but if you spell it that way, you can shorten it to Z A C K. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's number two. So you're going so Zach Kiefer is at the bottom of your list then. Z A K. Well, Zach Kiefer's not at the bottom of any of my lists. Zach Kiefer's <laughs> outstanding. So, I mean, to be honest with you, when I read Zach Kiefer's writing, sometimes I wish I spelled mine Z-A-K. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, just, just to get some of that to rub off on me. So. That's good. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. For Zach Berman and Elijah and uh, Charlie Munger and Marissa, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Saturday. And as always, good luck. Birds with friends. Birds with friends.